Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Good morning, and God bless everyone on this beautiful Sunday morning. We are in the presence of God, and God is in our midst. Whether you're here with us with a live experience or online, we welcome you. We're glad that you are here, and we are continuing today the Rediscover Christmas series. Today, I want to talk about finding joy. How can I find joy? Maybe how did your joy disappear? This has been a very tumultuous year, I understand. I live in the same world that you live in. I live in a neighborhood like you. But in the midst of all of this, we as the church of the living God has a resource or a reservoir of joy that maybe is not seen by others, although it is available. Maybe it's not acquired, but I'm here to preach to us this morning, to inspire us, to bring you joy. Pastor, how can you say there's joy in a pandemic? The cases in America reaching 300,000. I know, I understand. A lot of homes across America, there is no joy. There is no valley so deep no alley so dark that the joy of God will not find you. But here's what I know. I got to look for it. I have to desire it. In some cases, I have to crave it. Because life and the joy that we are chasing and promised is so elusive at times. And so this morning, I bring to you a rediscover message. Maybe we would consider it rediscover joy. Oh, I know joy. Well, then why don't you have it? Is it an old friend? An old acquaintance? I know joy. Well, let me help you this morning to get more joy. to introduce to you a pathway that in this holiday season, for the Tony, that I could still have the peace and the joy when everything around me that I even can't control is spinning out of control. There's a few things I can control. I can control my spirit. I can control my relationship with God and others. And what I can control and what I can influence, somewhere in the midst of that, I'm going to make sure that my life is exemplary of joy. And honestly, that's exactly where I want you to live. Finding joy in our discouragements. Could you stand into the scripture here? 
I'm going to read from Nehemiah, a portion there I'm extracting from the verse. The Bible says, today is a special day to our Lord. Don't be sad. Because the joy, someone shout joy, joy. of the Lord will make you strong. Woo! Can I read it again? That was good. Today is a special day to our Lord. Don't be sad because the joy of the Lord will make you strong. That's a promise. That's a declaration. That's a given. The joy of the Lord. And if you're tuning in on our web site or digital platforms or you're here in person, you are leaning into the voice and the presence of God. And I assure you of this, my friend, that before I finish preaching, if you'll open up your heart and your spirit and just let the words of God resonate into your situation, you will find and discover joy in the midst of any discouragement that you have found yourself in in the last couple weeks or the last month. My assignment this morning is to help you find joy. Heavenly Father, again, I stand before your wonderful people asking that the Spirit of God would descend from the portals of heaven into my heart and soul as a pastor and that I would speak into somebody's life, somebody's marriage, somebody's thoughts and situations and that in the midst of all that, God, that joy will be rediscovered and that joy, God, will be available for all of us. I command this to be so, Lord. I touch it upon earth, and it's touched in heaven. I'm asking heaven to touch heaven and touch earth, and we receive an anointed word by faith in the name of Jesus. If you receive the prophecy, would you shout amen? Amen and amen. Put your hands together one more time. Give him an offering of praise in the name of Jesus as you're seated. Amen. Woo, praise God, praise God, praise God. What a great day. Have you ever been to or have you ever seen photos of Yellowstone? The wildlife is iconic. The bison, the bears, the wolves, the eagles, the elk. The mountains are rugged and majestic, and so are the waterfalls and the rivers. But there are the geysers. And if there's one thing that stands out about Yellowstone, it has to be the geysers. The famous one there is Old Faithful that shoots and spurts up huge fountains of water that streams up to 180 feet in the air. People gather. There are long lines because they go there to see Old Faithful and to see the mountains and all the majestic sights that God has put together. So there's something that is a drawing card to Yellowstone, Old Faithful. There are other geysers there in the park that are well-known also for different reasons. There you see on the screen the Grand Geyser, Primatic Geyser. It's the world's largest hot springs in the U.S. And it's a kaleidoscope of colors are very breathtaking. People travel there to Yellowstone for various reasons from all over the world. It is packed year after year. But what do geysers have to do with rediscovering Christmas, maybe you might ask yourself. I would say today because geysers are like joy. Geysers bubble over and they overflow. In some way or another, the water makes its way from down in the belly of the earth 
to where people can see it. It's breathtaking, and it shoots out. And I think geysers are very similar to joy because joy at times is slow rolling, and it's kind of coming up. And maybe you don't see joy, and you wonder where joy is, and you wonder what is going on. But make no mistake about it, my friend, us apostolic believers, no matter what the sky looks like, no matter what the weather looks like, there's still joy down deep in my soul. No matter what the climate is, no matter how I feel, I want to preach to somebody here this morning that I want to help you find joy, even in the midst if you're discouraged, if you're conflicted, if you're depressed, If you're oppressed, somewhere in that, my friend, is the joy of the Lord. We are apostolic. We have been blood-bought. We have been filled with the Spirit of God. Our sins have been washed away. So please understand this. If you ever visit uh, Yellowstone, the weather doesn't matter to the geyser. The snow and the rain doesn't matter. The heat in the summer and the humidity doesn't matter. You see, because that water is going into another situation and it's erupting from a volcano, from the ground. Our joy is very, very similar. If we can understand this, my friend, that even I can be in a pandemic and things can be bleak, somewhere in the midst of that, God's people, God's church can still have joy that's bubbling out in a bad situation, can still have joy that's making its way from way down under, maybe muddy or murky or slow, but it's making its way out. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. I can have strength in a valley. It makes no sense to the natural eye. It makes no sense to the natural ear or the reason or humanity. But that joy is down in. Why? Because I'm leaning into what God promised the church. I'm leaning into what God promised his people. And so although the surroundings might be influencing to the natural mind, it does not influence the joy of the Lord. Someone shout, the joy of the Lord Lord. is my strength. strength. Come on, the joy of the Lord Lord. is my strength. strength. Joy is a trait that we're exploring today on this third Sunday of Advent. If you've been journeying with us, if you've been with us the last couple of weeks, you know that we've been celebrating the Advent. And so the last couple of times we talked about the Advent is the coming or the arrival or the season that's marked by expectation, by waiting, anticipation, and longing. So let me just interrupt myself for a minute and ask you this question. What are you expecting this Christmas season? What are you waiting for this Christmas season? Are you anticipating something? Are you longing for something? You see, the Advent is not just an extension of Christmas, but it's a season that links the past, the present, and the future. And each week we've been focusing on a different attribute of God that represents him returning back to us. But this is what I know. In the process of him returning back, there are areas in our life that there is an attribute that God can still bless us. We talked about hope. We talked about peace. Today I want to talk about joy. And through these traits, we are learning how to rediscover Christmas, how to rediscover God in spite of the challenges, in spite of the hardships, in spite of the pain and the difficulty. We are here experiencing joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. If you get nothing else out of this, if you remember nothing else in my message, please know that the joy of the Lord is my strength. 
The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is for us today. Oh, someone shout amen. amen. Woo! Because he has come, God is with us. We can experience joy no matter what discouragement we may be going through today. It is God with us. Emmanuel. There's a lot of joy throughout the scripture, throughout the biblical Christmas story. But it's important to note that the joy isn't separated from pain and disappointment. I I think about joy, Brother Tony, and probably joy is a little more deeper and wowing when I'm coming out of disappointment. Maybe when I'm coming out of pain. I see the Conleys here today, I think, and we prayed for little David and we fasted 135 meals, if my memory's correct. And we were going through some discouraging times. And to be honest, they know this. I had to have a very candid conversation with the surgeon. I was talking to Sister Connolly on the phone, and she was upset. And she's telling me what the surgeon's telling her. I said, well, that, that's, that's just not right. And to my surprise, she goes, hang on, Pastor. Oh, uh, my pastor wants to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I do. I didn't know the doctor was right in front of you, but it's okay. That's what we do. And the doctor gets alone. Hello? Doctor? And we had a pretty good conversation. I respected her profession, and I told her she needs to respect ours. My point was it was a little touch and go. It's a little discouraging, a little wowing. But coming out of that conversation and segueing into a surgery and we posted the process and prognosis of little David and he's here this morning I see him and we thank God for that I'm telling you my friend that made the joy a little sweeter that made the joy a little more wowing and amazing that God even knows in our darkest times and our most disappointing times in the times where we feel so frail that there is still joy to be had coming out of pain and disappointment so I say thank God for the joy because it does give us strength can you say amen much of the joy is born out of a long disappointment or grief and so I'm preaching to us about joy and it's okay to be joyful and to be happy you've probably heard this joy described in contrast to happiness And probably you've described the emotions and the dichotomy that divides the two basically along these lines. Joy, happiness. Happiness is temporary and fleeting. Maybe happiness is based on happenings. I'm happy at Disneyland, but when I get home, I'm not happy because my happenings changed. I'm happy on the weekend, but I'm not happy on Monday because I go to work and I'm not happy there. Joy is deep. Is fulfilling. But often in our culture, the two get split into happiness in a secular and a less valuable or fulfilling way. And joy is a spiritual and more important way of fulfilling. But actually, the Bible doesn't even make a distinction between joy and happiness. These are the essentials that are different in words, but meaning in the same. In the original Greek and Hebrew, the term used in the Bible to describe joy and happiness are essentially interchangeable. I'm preaching about joy. So I want to tell somebody here this morning, or maybe you're streaming online, 
It's okay to be happy. It's okay to be joyful. And those two emotions are part of what God brings into our human mind and our spirit. You see, we relate to emotions. And there's a great joy in the Christmas season. And it's good to embrace the joy and the happiness of the happenings. Because rediscovering Christmas is really re-celebrating what it's all about. No matter the year, no matter where you are, Christmas always comes in December. In fact, mark it on your calendar if you don't know. I think it comes the same day every year in December. But you see, watch this. The joy and the real meaning of Christmas is not predicated on what happened that year. Christmas is a season. We are celebrating the birth of Christ, the joy that he brings, the power that we lead up to Easter and celebrate here in a few months. So I just want to tell somebody here today, it's okay to be joyful. It's okay to be happy. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is my strength, and that will sustain me on this journey in life. That will sustain me much longer than a pandemic will hang around. That will sustain you through your lifetime, year after year, Christmas after Christmas. And if you understand this, it's not just quarantine to December. Can I tell someone here this morning, you can be joyful and happy in February? You can be joyful and happy in June or September. You pick them up. It's afforded to you. In fact, pick all 12, bless God. Make it a great year. It's your choice. But I'm going to choose to be joyful. I'm going to choose to be happy. And for those of you that find yourself driven by obligation and busyness and the guilt of this season, I just want you to stop. Say no. And pause and embrace the part of the season that brings personal happiness. I'm preaching about finding joy in your discouragement. I understand the holiday season can be stressful. Maybe the obligations you feel to live up to be an aunt or an uncle or a parent or a grandparent. The finances that seem to stack up. And the rent and the groceries and the gasoline and the hours that are cut back this year can be a little more amped up as far as pressure. That's why I'm preaching this morning about joy. Don't be discouraged, my friend. You're tethered to the church of the living God. Don't be discouraged, my friend. If you've been baptized in the name of Jesus, your sins have been washed away. If God has filled you with the Spirit, it's God that has made himself flesh and then made himself a spirit to dwell inside our flesh. Wow. He put himself in a baby body for the French, and then he goes away, and he comes back and puts himself in another flesh. What flesh? Our flesh. I am, this is Tom Durant's God living inside me. That was the Spirit of God inside the baby Jesus that grew up to be a man to 33 years. The same Spirit now is available for me. The body might get discouraged, but the Spirit doesn't. Hello, somebody? So I'm discouraged. Well, if you've got Jesus inside you, Jesus doesn't get discouraged. You need to let him be like those geysers and erupt 
and bubble over and come from way down low and come up into a dark night and bubble over and be something majestic and beautiful and magnificent and amazing. What is that? That's the Spirit of God. You see, our bodies or our life is kind of like Yellowstone. Maybe there's deer here and there's some trees dying and there's a forest fire and there's rocks and there's a ravine and the weather's bad and it's snowing, et cetera, et cetera. That's our life. But you know what? Old Faithful's still coming up. What's Old Faithful? In our technology, in our life, in our mind, it's the Spirit of God. It's still erupting every Sunday. But here's the thing about Old Faithful. Can I help somebody here today? Who needs to be helped? Well, maybe someone online does, because no one in person needs to be helped. So those of you who are online, you listen to me. The joy of the Lord is a 24-7, 365-day, 10-year, decade connection to how we live our life. Again, I, I just want to come back, and then I'll move on. Old Faithful does not check with the park ranger if it's a good day to pop up today. Is it sunny out there? I, here's Old Faithful right there down there. Hey, is there anybody up there? Or are we just going to do this for fun and nobody notices? I'm not wasting my time today. Well, ask the park ranger. If there's, no, if there's not 50 people out there, I'm not going through the effort. No. Old Faithful doesn't have that conversation. It just erupts and spews. You could have one visitor. You could have no visitors. You could have 10,000 visitors. The point is, it's called Old Faithful. And in some regards, the Spirit of God that is springing forth from our lives and our homes and our family in this season is Old Faithful. It comes no matter what. No weapon formed against me. No tongue formed against me. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who will be against us? What am I talking about? I'm talking about Old Faithful, the Spirit and the joy of God that is deep inside our souls and our minds. Why? Because I'm an apostolic believer and i find joy in every situation oh someone shout amen, amen. Woo! yeah i'm preaching about finding joy and discouragement and it's okay to embrace joy and god sees you no matter where you are in the emotional spectrum of happiness we serve an all-seeing god my point here is that our longing for happiness and joy is a natural desire that god has placed in our hearts and it's a reflection of Him, a joyful nature of God. Praise God that God is joyful. And He has peace and hope we've already talked about. These are the attributes of God as we rediscover Christmas. Christmas is a season that we celebrate the birth of Christ. You see, we know all this. But sometimes in the midst of what we know, we forget. How many of you remember everything you learned in high school? Yeah? You knew it, but you forgot it. But it wouldn't take much to come along for someone to come in and kind of reteach a crash course on us. You go, oh, I remember now. Hey, when's the last time some of you rode a bicycle? It could have been years and decades. But it doesn't take long to remember, hey, when I'm up there on that bike, I better start pedaling or I'm going to topple over. Right. Hey, who told you to pedal? I just remembered. You see, this is kind of like joy. You can be discouraged. You can be in a dark time. 
You're going to be in a depressing time. And you say, oh, yeah, I understand about joy, but I forgot about how great God was because I got distracted by my surroundings. I got distracted by the environment that I have found myself in. I got distracted by all the pandemic and the vaccine and the politics and all the news. I got discouraged. Well, I'm here to reintroduce you to joy. Why? Because no matter where you are, joy is still relevant. It's working today. It's not extinct. It hasn't expired. There's no shelf life on joy. Why? Because God is here as close as the mention of his name. And that name is Jesus. And that name brings joy. Woo! Someone put your hands together. Give him an offering of praise. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Joy is our strength. Because we are in times of uncertainty. God will bring us back to restoring of our city. Of our hearts. Because our source of strength is the very joy of the Lord. In fact, when you leave this morning, we printed faith right here. This is a full schedule of events for 2021 for this church. We will send you home with a card so you can plan your 2021 year. What are you doing, Pastor? Is it all going to be? No, we're printing by faith. We're expecting a revival to restore our church, our hearts, our city. Hello, somebody. Why? Because this is God's church, and it's going to erupt with joy and revival and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and baptisms in Jesus' name. And mm, somebody needs to hear me today. We're ready. Wow, that's a lot of faith. That's about 20 events next year. I see on here Pentecost Sunday. Esther's Conference, Easter weekend, two scheduled revivals, a prayer summit, VBS, Ladies' Conference, Friends' Day, a Harvest Fest, woohoo! Pastor Appreciation, there we go, I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> We're planning by faith. And I want you to have hope and joy. We're not shutting down. The church of the living God isn't being ground to powder in a situation like this. The Roman Empire was much greater in persecution of the Christians and in the Roman Colosseum for sport, my friend. We're not even close to persecution. It's a pandemic. It happens. Maybe it's a Mother Nature thing. Who knows? My point is the church is moving on, and as this starts to lift a little bit, we're moving quicker and quicker and quicker, and it won't be someday too far off that we're going to get back and say, hey, look what the Lord hath done. In the midst of this, I had hope. I had peace. I had joy. Thank God for the church of the living God. Thank God I leaned into the preaching. Why? Because the joy is my strength. Hey. It's what fuels us and sustains us. It's our true source of happiness, joy. And the fulfillment comes from God. You see, happenings outside God are based on happenings. Some of them, woo we had a great weekend. But you know what? The weekend ends. And their happiness is tethered to that. But God's happiness and joy is sustainable. Weekend after weekend, week after week, month after month. You see, the joy that I'm preaching about this morning is not tethered to a location or a happening. When you go on vacation, it's woo-hoo, we were happy. But you come home and go back to work and then settle up with your debt. We're sad. 
Eh? Joy is my strength. Sadness is my demise. You know, the, the world or the human side of us is based on what we're doing. Where we are, what's happening. You say, hey, what's happening? Hey, what's up? ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué está haciendo? Eh? It's based on what's going on in the environment. Ooh, an otra fiesta, another party. Woohoo, tamales, queso and chili, yay. But then when we eat all the queso and chili tamales, it's no mas joy. Every now and then English words slip in, huh, Brother Ruben? Doing the best I can, no mas joy. But at least I say it with an accent so it sounds legit, right? No mas joy. That's because the tamale's gone. We doing okay over here? Hey, you get this every day. Why is it so funny? Joy, my friend, right? Bubbling out the geyser. She's, a, she's an old faithful geyser of joy. Hallelujah. That's what I got to live with. That's what I got. I, I always say, man, if I had an audience of her, I could make it in Vegas as a stand-up comedian, man. Taking my show on the road, baby. But the joy is a rushing fountain that erupts from our spirits. And sometimes it's thick and slow and bubbling to the surface. And wherever you find yourself today, let me encourage you that the joy of the Lord can be felt no matter what you're facing. No matter. Joy is our strength. And then you have the option to choose joy. There are a lot of usages of the word rejoice in the Bible. Psalms has a plethora of them. And rejoice is a verb form of joy. It's the action or the feeling expression, expressing joy or delight. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. It begins with the prefix re, R-E. The English words that start with E, the prefix means once more, or again, or to return to. So if rejoice is the prefix, and it says once more rejoice, or again rejoice, or return to. So to rejoice is to return to joy. It's a choice. It's an action that we can take back to joy. To return to those days that were brighter. Brother Tony, rejoice. Well, Pastor, I don't feel very joyful right now. But re return back to those times. Think of a time when you were joyful. And if I think of that and I return back to that, then I'm rejoicing. I'm returning to that spot. I'm returning to that moment. I'm returning to that feeling. And once more, I'm feeling the presence of God. So I simply say, hey, maybe for some of you, it's time to rejoice. Retry. I'm, means I'm, if someone says, hey, I'm going to retry that. I'm retrying. Oh, he's going to try again. Right? Because re is to go back to. 
rejoice. I don't feel much joyful spirit right now, Pastor. Well, then maybe you need to rejoice in the Lord always. The Word of God is chocked full of scriptures that talk about rejoicing. And they rejoiced, and he rejoiced, and they leapt with great joy. That's where the re comes in. That's where we must return regularly, daily, constantly back to Jesus, which is our source of joy. Your Bible reading, you're returning back to that. Your fasting, your prayer life. Maybe for some of you that are here or streaming online, maybe it's time to re-fast or re-pray or re-read. What does that mean? It's not an indictment. That's not negative. It's like in, in class we bring our paper and we're not quite there. And the pe- pe- teacher says, you know what, you need to restudy this. That's not shameful. In fact, if the teacher gave you back your test and said, you need to restudy this, you think, oh man, thank God she didn't flunk me. Ooh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you, I love you. Mm-hmm. She gave you a chance to, watch this, redo it. So maybe the Spirit of God is telling somebody, hey, rejoice this. Why do I have to rejoice it? Because there's no joy where you're at right now. Step back, step over, step forward, but redo it. Well, I'm discouraged. That's why you need to rejoice. That's why you need to re-pray. What's the big deal? I'm just trying to help someone rediscover Christmas. The Christmas season. It's why rejoicing is a process of our refueling our tank, our spirit, restoring our strength and renewing who we are. It's reconnecting to our God, our Savior. Rediscovering Christmas this year by embracing joy. No matter what we've gone through, remember each day, listen to me, each day is our source of of joy each day let us this week rejoice and rediscover Christmas and reset my spirit It's going back to. It's retrying. It's starting over. To be honest with you, my friend, every one of us are a candidate for that. Every one of us. If you're able to stand with me this morning, could you please? So my homework for you this week. Oh, homework, Pastor. When we were in Costa Rica, 
The teacher would give us homework. I'd hate it. But I understand why. So this one day she gets to teaching and teaching. I'd say the last, Brother Lennon, like the last three or four minutes of the class, she'll, okay, here's, the, here's your homework for, tomorrow, for today. Bring it back tomorrow. And she writes it on the board. One day, we're about to close. The bell rings. So we're, we're out. She goes, hey, 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 wait, wait, wait. Did I give you your homework already? And I said, yes. Because she didn't ask what day. She didn't say, today did I give you homework? Oh, and my wife says, no. She goes, oh, yeah. Su esposo es correcto. Your wife is correct. Here's the homework. So we're walking out of the school. What are you doing? Why are you just trying to I'm copying yours. You do, you do both of ours. You got us into this. So what's my point here? Your homework this week. Did I give you homework already? Yes. Did my daughter say that? The homework today is to try to rejoice or find joy every day this week in something. You know what? It's your assignment, okay? And then maybe next Sunday, if you pass, I'll give you another assignment. But joy could be just blessing someone. Hey, I bless you, I love you, I miss you. Ooh, that brought joy to my heart. Right? Or finding joy. Rejoicing. So my challenge is, every day this week, it can be little, it can be big, you figure that out. But I want you to wake up tomorrow morning looking to rejoice. And I promise you, watch me that you're going to find it. And the earlier in the day you look for it, the earlier you're going to find it. And let's see what God won't do. Why? We're just rediscovering Christmas. I'm going to pray for us in a moment. There are stickers up here, five of you. Come and pray. We're trying to be honorable with CDC, social distancing. The praise team's going to lead us into another worship set. I'm just asking you to just reach out and rediscover the power of prayer and praise and see what God will do. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for a fresh anointing, a re-anointing, a rejoicing upon your wonderful people, God, that are streaming and that are here, and that we lean into the Scripture by faith. In God, faith connected with obedience, God, is where you move and you thrive. And I pray for the people of God, Lord, that we would receive a fresh touch, joy, happiness, rejoicing, a reconnecting to the powerful spirit of God. I bless the viewers and I bless these in person. In the name of Jesus, this is so. Could you put your hands together? Give him an offering of praise. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends and tag us on social media because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you and God bless.